Look, did you or did you not have a good time at the party? I had an awesome time. Frank, I know that you had an awesome time, okay? I think the entire town knows that you had an awesome Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Uh, big episode. Like, there's each three diff separate things from this episode yep. would, like, constitute their own episode on a uh, usual ones. Mm-hmm. We have Jordan Renan of ESPN coming on later. We're going to do a little preview of the Jets preseason game. We're just going to be like our, our players to watch. I think the next, you know, the next uh, preseason previews will be a little more in depth. And we also talk about have to talk about our fan fest event. Justin, how are you? Bobby Skinner. Nice to see you. I got the air on. Turn that off. We're gonna be hot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're in the we're in the Bronx. Uh, how was your week in New York? I'm doing good. Fan fest was good, but I want to hear about your your week in New York before we talk about fan fest because it was a wonderful event. It was all right. It was, you know, we went to the Mets game on Tuesday night. That didn't and- happen. And you would think like, well, you know what? If there was one game where you only saw the top of the first inning, it would be that game. There was three runs. Well, we sat down maybe right after that. Yep. Because it was we sat down on top of the first inning and the Nationals already had three runs. And then the game rained out. So we basically sat there for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no. Well, here's here's the stood thing. Stood there. We, we didn't sit there in the rain. We stood in the concourse. And you know, this is just some things that we've been saying to people at John Boy Media. I'm actually pretty glad, like shout out to everybody that came up to us uh, at the Met game. And I don't know if we took many pictures at the Met game, but we had some people come up to us in the Met game and say, what's up. So shout out to all of you. Nick Filato there. Nick Filato. Awesome. Um, Didn't grab a picture with him. I'm such an idiot. Like I was just, uh, I was, I was live streaming on Instagram and then he came up to me and then I like ended the stream and I was just so like, oh, everything's happening. So much is happening. So yeah, bad guy on me, bad, bad guy move on me. But the fact that we had, a decent number of people come up to us in the Met game as we're just standing there. That reassured me that Fan Fest was going to be great, and it was absolutely. Fan great. Fest was definitely the best part of this trip. You know, yes. hanging out in the office is cool. You know, you know, I've met John Boy. We went to a Giants game. Actually, the last time I was at MetLife was with John yeah, Boy, twenty nineteen. Yeah, but everyone else here was a, a, a new person mm-hmm. to meet, so that was cool to get to know our bosses, my bosses, and my my coworkers a little bit. Um. It's just I just am reminded that I'll never move from Florida. Yeah, you'll never move from Florida. So I got I got mad. You know, I we talked about this on the the Fan Fest live show that we did. Go check that on the podcast apps and go check out that YouTube video if you haven't. It was with Christiana Tain and LPG. We had a nice like forty five minute conversation or so, and I like got I got mad. I was also just mad in general because leading up to Fan Fest, I was an anxious mess, thinking that something's going to go wrong. Uh, you know, because I, I always have the, the saying and the take of the person that's going to do the best job on something is yourself. So I was worrying about everything going right the most out of everybody. And since everything went perfect, it actually is credit to me because I worried so much. Um, but no, the fact that Bobby Skinner has taken this New Jersey, New York trip and now he's flipped it to, oh, this is the affirmation why I'm never moving up here. We drove through crappy ass carney leading to the tunnel don't insult to, our carney to the, yeah, or carney yeah you, you, you've been calling it carney for all week that's how it's spelled it's well, it's carney it's k-e-a-r-n-e Kearney. when you spell it out it sounds like kearney e-a makes that kearney kearney like you, learn, you you know well also new jersey's weird so because nork is nork not Newark. Newark is in Delaware. Newark it's is also in trash all over the ground. And, but also we were at a Walmart, which I mean, that's not the most luxurious place to begin with. And then um, the turnpike, like leading up to the New Jersey turnpike. And we drove through North Arlington 
from MetLife, drove through North Arlington to get to a shop, right? Um, no, to, sorry, to a Walmart that was in Kearney. So we didn't exactly go to the most luxurious places in New Jersey. And then the Bronx, you're staying in the Bronx and that's not, that's not a fantastic place to go. I am not, not coming, telling me anything. I don't know. I am not coming to New York for another month after the Ajita that I've had it's, driving in the city. But my point is, is that you have not gone to the places that you should go to. If you go to like various you parts of New Florida, York, you'll have you'll have better places to go to. If you go to various parts of New York that isn't the Bronx, and if you go to New Jersey, which it like the shore, central Jersey, a pizza parlor, because New Jersey every single local pizza place is like a good place in New Jersey. So if you go there and then you have the take of, you know what, I kind of don't still don't like it here, then I would understand it and I would respect it. I would ha- I would kind of hate it because you're insulting New Jersey is like my favorite thing. You just but like it- crapped on like 19 cities. You know who did I did like from New Jersey? I liked Webby 54. That's his, that's his name. Webby 54. Sure. Peter. But it's P it's P.I.E.T.E.R. So maybe pie eater is what he's going for. He's yep. trying to. He was trying to get me to say that. Piter, 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 Lou Vega. Uh, my dad used to own a Vega. Uh, Anthony Masoreri. Like, yeah, that guy's definitely from New Jersey. Yep. Giants 10 and 7. 10 wins the floor. 10 wins the floor. Giants rush. Aaron Ritchie, who I'm, I, I know. And then Monty, who is the new commander of the David Sills Army. Yes. West Virginia David Sills jersey. He has David Sills, a picture with him in his, his profile hey, picture. Who are these uh, David Sills uh, cadets? David Sills cadets. They went to patreon.com backslash talking giants. And for $2 a month and some other tiers too, if you want to support. But $2 a month is a basic tier. And uh, you get to watch us live as we record the shows. And you get some uh, free magnets from Bobby Skinner. who will send it to you in the mail. And access to some uh, shirt raffles, et cetera, et cetera. Patreon.com slash talking giants. Uh, was there somebody that was named Matt that signed up? No. Tough. It might have been Giants 10 and 7. Tough, maybe. But anyways, everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. College football season to celebrate. I'm reading an ad, and then we'll get to the regular part. Okay. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You you heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more in college football game. No matter what! Headed to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is the safe, secure, and reliable located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code JOHNBOY to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe 20, must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling Punk, 100 Gambler in Indiana, 109 with it. All right, our, our draft, um, our, our, not draft, our, our draft episode. Our Fan Fest event, and Fan Fest in itself was pretty cool, went really well. And I, I had a great time. We met a ton of people. Yep. Um, you know, and, you know, check out the live show we put on the podcast and YouTube. Yep. You know, I, I would suggest if you're a podcast listener, just watch this one on YouTube because you can. You know, it, it, it's very well done. And yeah. I was I was very glad on how it went. Yeah, like LPG, Christiana Tana, those were the two guys that were there for that conversation. But even just outside of that, I mean, a bunch of I, I can't I I don't even want to name the the 
people that were there because there were so many other various content people, podcast people, YouTube people that were there that I would feel bad if I forgot somebody. So you know who you are if you were there. And just the number of people that came up and took a picture with us and supported us. Uh, I, I signed an autograph, which was bizarre, which made me realize that uh, I not only need to practice my signature, but I need to practice it well. If that's going to be a thing that happens, yeah, don't ask me to do signatures because no. I'm really bad at no, it. Like, mine's different every single time. Honestly, like if you if you ask me for an autograph, I want you to think about, hey, if Justin Penick for your own good, if, not for my. If good. Justin Penick signs this, I need to know that it's never going to return to the same form that this wonderful product is in right now before I touch it. But after I touch it, there's basically no going back. So people need to understand. No, it was just really cool. Like that was our first Talking Giants event. Bobby and I, we kind of got together at the start of 2020. You know, obviously they were going strong. Danny King and Bobby Skinner, they were going strong in 2019 too. And 2020, I think that would have last year would have been the first year that maybe we tried to do a mini event, but obviously couldn't do it. The world kind of shut down and now we're, we're getting back to it. There's going to be fans in the stands on Saturday. And this was our first talking giants event and John boy media really uh, they, they pride themselves on kind of having good events and good fan fan interaction and, you know, li listener community. I like to, I like to say it's community, you know, community interaction. And that's exactly what this wasn't. It could not have gone better for a first event for us to kind of put on and invite people to. And we didn't really put it on. It was the Giants, but we invited people to a spot and, you know, we made an event that we had a lot of great food. Shout out Topher Pete, though. I will say shout out Topher Pete um, who made the food and he the got food. the food because we got were running late. And yeah. blame, don't blame me on that. Blame John Boy and Jake on John Boy and Jake. Go check yep. out the animal draft. I thought was funny is I picked bees as my animal mm -hmm. to move. And some of the comments of people we knew are like, the talking giants guy destroying the world with his final pick is was pretty on brand. Talked about penguins who commit these suicide. are the most important. Like one, I might be like the single most important an like animal for the ecosystem, and sure. I was like, get them, get them out of here, get rid of the world. Oh well, you 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 and snacks have allergies to the bees. Yeah, and I gained. I almost, I almost died. Tough. But no, it was really cool. Like I said, thank you to um, License Plate Entertainer for coming on. Yeah. Topher People Pete. from John Boy Media who helped us, yep. uh, Chris Farrell and Maddie Mass. Yep. Um, Topher Pete, even you know Danny Snack, and all the people. Yeah. Like that was the coolest thing. Like, yeah, doing the live show there was cool. What was cool is meeting all you know hundreds of people. Oh, and, yeah. and you guys coming up and saying hi and and taking pictures. You know, like yeah. it, it it was a cool. You know, maybe doing that. You know, when I'm 40 years old won't be as cool. But right now that was like that that made. That made our event to yeah. where we were buzzing afterwards. No, like, and really, it, like it, I, I very rarely am like, oh, that was so great. Like I'm, I'm usually just, you know, we did it. We, we did what we're supposed to. I yeah. was buzzing after that event. You know, and really, it affirms, you know, kind of like what we do, because especially so much of what we do is behind a computer screen because we're, you know, we're we're in different states and. Well, like I said, with the world being and look shut how down comfortable I am not be uh, in person right now. Yeah, look I've, at you. I've grown a lot in two days. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah, but it, it affirms what two days we ago do. I'd been like, well, yeah, and the you know the Shane Lemieux's hand. I, I was not liking it, but anyways, it affirms what we do, and because so much of what we do is interacting with people behind some sort of screen, or you know, if we're going on another another show, so to speak, that is still behind a screen and it's still virtual, but to to get to actually you know hug people, shake people's hands and, you know, to celebrate, you know, what we're all doing. Um, uh, that's absolutely awesome. And I couldn't be more thankful for, for how it went. So 
No doubt. Yeah, fan um, fest. We're going to do more. We're going to have more events. You know, I, we're, we, Bobby's coming up in November. We may, we may do something, but also I want to have a, uh, an away game where everybody who's local, we meet at a bar or we meet somewhere. We meet somewhere working on a place. We meet somewhere and we just watch the Giants game together. So that's going to be like the next event. It's definitely going to be smaller, but that's kind of like what we're thinking of next. Word. Um, oh, you should wear a backwards hat more often. Am I pulling this off right now? Yes. And I like you were in the cowboy hat and I was like, please, for the love of God, I pulled take that it cowboy off. off cowboy the backwards hat, off. hat, you should wear that more often. You know, because it honestly makes you look 10 years older. It does. Because the I don't like I usually don't like to wear the the flat brim. I'm usually a baseball cap kind of guy. Backwards hat. But the backwards hat with the flat brim. Anything else? I mean, you know, you know, Jordan Renan, who we're having on in a second, uh, came by. Arch Stapleton came by. I don't know. I had a good time. Like it, it, it. There was not a single like, and I don't exaggerate this. There wasn't a single awkward conversation. No. And we and I probably talked to a hundred people like in you know individually or in like you know me talking to two or three people there wasn't a single awkward conversation so i i love that no people that we you know were you know quote unquote met but it's like you've talked to you online yeah. and what was funny is like some people who don't have their real pictures I'm like oh yeah i am donnie dimes it's like oh okay that yeah. makes sense so oh, shout donnie out dimes came by yeah he's the big dude. he might have been the biggest person there behind me and that's the comment we got i got we got the most was like oh my god you guys said bobby was big but I didn't know. I felt like when I posted the picture with me and, and David Cutcliffe at, mm -hmm. at, at the, my Duke visit, I thought that was like a, here you go. Mm -hmm. But no. Uh, no, it's one of those things where you got to see it to believe it. How, how many years do you think it's going to be where people can finally, it, when they see you? Well, next time I'm going to be getting tight end comments because I'm going to be. You know, oh, yeah. I, you know. Yeah. That's when I knew I when I had left college, I got skinny is I stopped getting like, did you play offensive line? I started getting, did you play tight end questions? So next time I'm down, I want to be like, you should play tight end. Hopefully, you know, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph and all of them are so good that we won't be getting that. Maybe I can stop getting John Candy comparisons and I can get more Blake Martinez. Comparisons. <laughs> yes. Anything from the <laughs> FanFest event in general. Um. I will say the video that's going viral of Daniel Jones. Like yeah. in the moment, I was like, "That's the worst throw I've ever seen him make." It was bad. Now, with the the context to it, is like, okay, well, it was a should be sack, and eventually, like, even though it's a red jersey, they have to get. But it was like in the moment, I was like, "That I've watched every single guy throw that guy has made twice, two times. Most I've seen most throws he's seen he's ever made three times. That was the single worst one I ever saw. But then right after after that, he was like basically like." Perfect yeah. after that, besides one throw. I mean, it, there was, I thought there was going to be more team drill stuff. Like, usually you go to a typical Giants training camp practice. They didn't really market this as a scrimmage. They did market it as a, as a full padded practice, though. So I was not surprised to see, you know, they got to warm up in the beginning and then do their team individual stuff and special teams, which that's the time that you always just go on your phone, at least, at least for me, if you're a special team's not power to you. But I thought I was expecting more team stuff because that's, you know, we were there. Like, they had, they put fans in the stands and I thought they were going to do more team stuff. They barely did anything. So really, partially because I wasn't paying attention to practice because there was a lot of cool people around us, and I was talking with them. Like, and also, did you it. see the Evan Ingram drop? Because I didn't yes, see. I, I did. heard about like it was in our I side. Did, I didn't hear the booing. I I just saw the tweet after like Evan Ingram dropped the pass and he was booed. Was, was the booing little, that loud? No, it, there was a little bit of booing, but it wasn't like I guarantee it because Evan Ingram just dropped the ball and he's in the moment. I'm sure, he heard it for a second, and it's like, how can you not be surprised by? It wasn't by that happening, but it also wasn't inappropriate. 
I also think booing is like the nicest mean thing you could do in the world. So like I'm I'm very fine with people being booed. Yeah. Like him being booed or not booed doesn't have any impact on his next catch. I had to keep an eye on snacks. He was yeah, he was starting to scream long season, we're gonna stink. And I had I had to pat him on the back a couple of times. I had to keep an eye on him because he was he was wild. Yeah, he's he's they put a sticker up, so I won't I was I was I they won't do. say I won't they say any, I won't say anything at maybe. a white castle. Um so so that was cool. Uh, other things I mean I noticed the O line. You know, again, they weren't doing anything crazy physical, but it was it was cool to see them out there. And it is crazy when you see it. It's like, wow, they really do have four offensive line coaches because Freddie Kitchens works with them a ton. Yeah. Sp- okay, that's something I need to say Freddie before Kitchens. we move on. Let's get the record straight. I, sc- you know, and I'm not the type of person who is like, I'm just going to scream out trying to get reaction. Like, there's people in more power too, but like, they're like Kenny Galladay. They're like, Kenny! It's like, I'm just not going to do that. Oh, no! So if I yell something, I want to make it count. So there's two times I yell. One was like, hey, Nick, to Nick Gates. And he did a, like, a, you know, a little headbutt thing. And I did, I did it back. You know, it was like, a, just like, good to see. You. That's, that's your thing. Which gave me a lot of street cred in my section. Oh, um, hey, this guy. Hey. <laughs> um, the other one was Freddie Kitchens. Every picture I've seen of him or video of him during camp, he doesn't have sleeves on. Mm-hmm. Tonight, he was we- that night, he was wearing sleeves. I guess, uh, you know, church it up for the camera a little bit. Yep. And I yell, Freddie, what? What's up with uh, the sleeves tonight, or you know something of that nature? And he said back, he pointed, he pointed at it. And he's like, he pointed at his arms and said, like these aren't legal in New Jersey, or, or something of of that nature. And I tweeted it out, and the blue check mark, uh, um, mafia scum like Arch Stapleton, who we love, oh like, hey, like Zach Rosenblatt, who we love, were were pre- accusing me of being West Steinberg. That was a very real quote from Freddie Kitchens, and. One of the people who was right on the field with him, like was right next to Freddie Kitchens. He was like, that was funny when Freddie Kitchens yelled that back. You know, some people feel threatened. I know. Come on, Art. No, Art. <laughs> Art thank you, Art, for coming by. That was fun. Yes. Um, and I can see with Wait. our record that you would probably think that I was making that up. You know. That, it, that is true. Zach, is Zach Rosenblatt a bad guy for not coming by? Here? Wh- not, not here. To the tailgate. I didn't formally invite him. Oh, actually, that, that, wow. was, that was my bad. I didn't formally invite any of your writers because yeah. I thought they were going to be working Correct. in there. Like, so like Renan, Renan and Art guy. came up on their own. On or maybe own. maybe LPG told them. But no, like, I didn't invite. They follow us. We promoted it like crazy. Yeah, so I didn't invite any of them. I'm going to say he's a bad guy. All right, we'll see. He's not going to listen, so he'll never see this anyways. Good, that's why I'm calling him a bad guy. Uh, anything else before we kick it to the Jordan Renan interview? No. Um, th- thank you so much again. I think uh, I, we've uh, we've thanked people a ton, um, and I'm going to thank people, and I'm going to thank people again and again and again. When but, people yelling talking Giants versus the world at us was like, all right, I like that. Like all, that was that. All right. All right, all right, all right. We got to talk. We got to talk because we have a new – sponsor called Gabby Insurance. There are hundreds of companies out there claiming to compare home and auto insurance rates, but there's only one who actually does it. Get a better insurance with Gabby, and I know it because I've done it. I have done their process. I have done their comparing quote process. Gabby is the one true comparison platform with fast, verifiable quotes, not ballpark guesses. Use your current policy to find a better policy. Comparing your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers all in one place. Bobby Skinner, I went through the comparing quote process with my current auto insurance, and 
All you have to do during this process to put your some of your information in, include the make and model of your car, your current insurance plan, average annual mileage of your vehicle, the main purpose of your vehicle, some other minor details that literally it just took me a few minutes to do it. I did it on my phone, didn't even need a big computer to see all the different rates and all the different coverages. And it was extremely, extremely easy. I put in my current policy, New Jersey manufacturers. I'll just start out there. I'll give you my insurance policy. I'm not going to give you any, any numbers, but my current insurance policy, New Jersey manufacturers, and boom, I got multiple options with various different quotes to choose from. And they range in various different plan options and also prices. Gabby lists the price and gives you the details on what the plan offers, which honestly, like even if I want to feel like I need to upgrade my insurance, even if I want to pay more for car insurance, the fact that it gives me the details and what they offer is key too. So thank you, Gabby Insurance, for making the process really easy and being an awesome product. Put your policy to the test like I did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash Giants. That's G-A-B-I.com slash Giants. Gabby.com slash Giants. Make sure you use that promo code after you check out and after you compare your quotes. Thank you, Gabby Insurance. Bam. All right. Now let's talk with everyone's favorite beat reporter of ESPN, Jordan. We're not. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome back onto the program. We are in the Bronx from the John Boy Media headquarters. And you are at, are you at MetLife Stadium right now, Jordan Renan? I am ESPN? at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Oh, beautiful. Look so very that's, nice. that's basically, that's basically like, a, you know, in the parking lot of the MetLife complex well, we, we know they do the best diagnostics jordan renan of espn man one how are you doing and two how did uh what'd you think of our little fan fest event yeah i'm good man I, i'm glad you guys welcomed me back it means i didn't uh completely embarrass myself the first time around so that actually got uh, really it's, good it's reviews. quite the honor it's quite the honor to be uh a repeat guest here on the talking giants, you know, I don't know if everyone gets that honor, but no, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely good to get you, uh, get you back on the, the last one you came on, like that did big numbers. It got good reviews. So yeah, you're doing something you right. Where go, the, and, and, the and people, when you, when we had you on the first time, Jordan, that was during your, uh, your phase, uh, you had an interesting phase this off season with YouTube, with YouTube. Yeah. So oh, it, that the, was more at Instagram. I don't know how it got turned into YouTube. <laughs> that's that's the way the world works. But I, I, we're gonna we're gonna add, we're gonna talk Giants. Yeah. Uh, in a second. But wait, hold on. Can I can I comment on your uh, event yesterday and say it was great to meet you guys in person and uh, I was very impressed. I mean, as I mentioned on Instagram, you and Bobby and and license plate guy. That's a lot of flow right there in in one place. Uh, but yeah, you know, you guys had a good little thing going and. You're building, you're building up something nice. You should, you should know, you know, charge it full speed ahead. You guys, you guys got something going there. I appreciate it. It was, it was a pretty cool, cool event. It was cool to meet people. I mean, like I said, you, you showed up and I just started talking to you and it's like, I had to like start, you know, go say, hi. it was, it was pretty cool to, yep. uh, to finally get out here and do that. Yeah, it's but hectic, I'll, man. You're, you're that now that you're famous, you know, yeah, what's right. funny is I was in the, um, uh, I was down in the corner by the O-line. Yeah, and he left us. There was like a group of other Giants podcast people. And then Bobby's okay. like, I need I need to go to the other side of the field and watch the O-line. <laughs> and, you know, people would come up and say hi. And I know the people around me, and they see how big I am. And they're like, 
who is this guy? Like, is he a former giant? And it's like, nope, I'm just, I just look like I'm a former giant. <laughs> he is a giant. Even though there well, was gonna, a giant named gonna Bobby like Skinner. This, then. You're going to like this then because 80% of my DMs after afterwards when I went back and was looking are like, holy shit, Bobby's huge. He's a hog molly. Uh, holy cow, he's he's gigantic. Like, that 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 was like my all oh, my entire DMs. That's, what it, that's all it said. Well, everyone kept on saying to me, like, oh, you need to come in and play offensive line. I kept on making the joke, like, you you don't want to do that to Daniel Jones. But I find out that Ben Wilkerson's stepping in. I feel like I could have at least done that role that Ben did. Like, ben, Ben's a pretty fit guy. Like, I don't think he's ready for, for the offensive line grind. <laughs> you think he's in too good a shape? Yes, yes. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah, ben looks like he could kick some ass for sure. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I would look the part better. He might play the part better. <laughs> would you have would you have your jersey up and your midriff showing like Nick Gates? No, I don't have that type of confidence of I Nick do. Gates. <laughs> I have it. Because Nick Gates is a baller, man. I love that about him. Oh yeah, he's he's our guy. He, I mean he 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 drips swag. I, I, Did I, like, ever tell I can't you? even say drip swag without sounding bad. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you I tried to I like was like I said to Nick Gates during the offseason one day, I'm like, yo, can I, what do you think about coming on a podcast tomorrow? And he was like, Oh, I already have talking giants booked. Nice. Nick Gates is our guy. I think yeah. it's it's pretty well known at this point. Um, but let's talk about the Giants. And All right, let's do it. I think maybe my favorite story you've ever done and was just this past week. And it was about what was it called? The free labor union? Like what, cheap what labor, was that? Cheap, la cheap labor union. Cheap, yeah, cheap labor union. What was that all about? And then how did it come about? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like somebody had told me like all these coaches were together. Uh, you know, and, and, I, and like at the same exact time, and that's why, and they were part of this little crew. So then when I brought it up to Judge, you know, he kind of said to me, he said, you know, it's funny, it's a good story for you there. Uh, we actually used to call ourselves the Cheap Labor Union. And I was like, wow. Like, and now I'm talking about, this was probably like February, March, or some, somewhere around there. So... Uh, it took it actually took me that long to do the story just because like it's not like you see these guys every day right and and it was interesting because the more I looked into it the more like holy cow this guy's part of it this guy's part of it and you'd be surprised I mean uh, Jake Peets who's like the new uh, LSU like offensive coordinator last year like he was part of it there's just so many guys that were in it at some point or another because it was like over like a three or four year stretch during that Nick Saban, Alabama, like the beginning of their run. And dude just knows how to obviously hire assistant coaches uh, because you look at the names that were on that staff at the time, they're all been pretty successful. And now a lot of them are all here. So it, it's interesting because they were all, like they said, cheap labor union, making like nothing, uh, you know, like 22, 30,000. The guys that were making like $40,000 a year were like, that was a lot for them at the at time. And they had families too. So right. man, they were really grinding at the time. So the fact that they're here now and I told them all like, you know, they're not the cheap labor union anymore. Now they're the expensive labor union because they ain't making those $30,000 know, to, to come coach the giants anymore. But that, that relationship that, that they all had, like that's a big part of why they're here, why they're here right now. Joe judge is not shy about that of saying, you know, he brings in guys that he has previously relationship, previous relationships with because he knows he could trust them. Like, those guys aren't going to screw him over. They're going to be 100% behind him, and that's a big part of why this st staff is what it is. 
And those Friday nights that these guys spent, and that's why Joe Judge is, you know, and some of these guys are so well-rounded. They basically, on Friday nights as 20-something-year-olds, hold themselves up in the coach's room or in hotel rooms on the road while they were at Alabama and gave each other coaching clinics on football. So, you know, Rob Sale would talk about inside zone. You know, Phil Savage, who was a personnel director, he was the Alabama color guy, I think, at the time. He would come in and give them presentations on personnel. So, I mean, they're like basically went to a graduate coaching school at Alabama. That's, that's what I found most unique and really cool. Yeah, it's crazy how they like worked off, like, you know, working on a coaching staff, especially at Alabama. I mean, it's a nonstop grind, especially when you're in some lower roles. You have, you know, doing some oh, grunt, yeah. work, grunt work. And the fact that it's like, okay, on Friday night, we're not going to, I mean, I'm sure they went out and had a good time, but it's like, we're going to do, like you said, do those coaching clinics. Who was in it? Was I obviously Judge, um, Jody Wright. Well, Russ Rob Cow, Sales, Russ, uh, Rob Rob Sales, Sales okay. apparently the initiator of the name, <laughs> which, was, which was a funny story, like the way they tell it. First of all, Rob Sale denied that he, when I asked him the first time, because I had him first, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know how the name came to fruition? He's like, ah, oh, you know, plays dumb and like has no idea. And then I speak to Judge and a couple other guys, and basically Rob Sale made up the name. So I had to go back to him and be like, hey, you know, this is the recollection of everybody else about the story. He's like, yeah, maybe that's the way it happens. Like, oh, you think, Rob? So, well, it's good to know, you know we can't trust all anything Rob Sales says. <laughs> so they're all making jokes at the time, and all these college coaches apparently are complaining, but having too many coaches on the staff, which, God, who knows why they would complain about having too many coaches. So Nick Saban, in a meeting, was, like, going off on these other coaches. Like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. I mean, all they're trying to do is get rid of their own cheap labor. So Rob Sale walks out of the room and goes, see, fellas, that's all we are to cheap labor. And with that, the cheap labor union was born. There you go. Should we uh, should we make some shirts and we gotta send them to them? We actually might do that. Um, hey, you have to do you have to do hashtag CLU because apparently these guys, like if something happens in their career or they win a big game, that's what they text to each other. Oh, I love it. They hashtag hashtag CLU. I like it. I like it. All right, so. Now, we, it's in the middle of training camp, so we want to do some, you know, let's ask you some real beat reporter questions. Bring it. What's Freddie Kitchen's involvement? Because he's part of that group. The J, yeah. You know, you talked about how tight they are. Jason Garrett is an outsider. I'm not saying, you know, not to say that they don't like, like, like working with each other, but he is an outsider from a very tight niche uh, coaching group. And Freddie Kitchens is now working with them. I know, I, you know, watching yesterday, it was like, okay, he's basically working with the O-line. But, like, what is his, like, real, like, involvement behind the scenes when they're not on the practice field yeah my understanding is part of freddie's job and yeah the o-line is is sort of like he's involved in that room he's sort of like the run game coordinator is my interpretation of what his role is like uh you know he's like jason garrett's offensive coordinator assistant with like a concentration on the run game and the offensive line so you see him most of the time it seems like he's hanging around uh, the offensive line, you know, occasionally I, I've seen him pop in on the running back. So uh, that's sort of what I think we're going to see Freddie Kitchen's role evolve into. Uh, and it'll be an interesting dynamic because you can view it. I mean, it's it doesn't seem ridiculous to me to be like, oh, he's basically like the assistant offensive coordinator. I wonder if he was part of that movement last year because the Giants rushing offense to start the season was absolutely abysmal. 
And mm-hmm. I wonder if he was part of that movement, kind of like starting with that first Dallas game of let's get Caden Smith going as a lead blocker. You know, he was a tight ends coach last year. So I wonder if he was part of that movement and then it morphed kind of into this job. Is that a fair I, inference? I think uh, they just wanted to add new wrinkles to the offense. And I sure. think that, you know, midway through last year, uh, when especially when they switched offensive line coaches in the middle of the season. That's true, too. That, yeah, Freddie Kitchens became more involved in that aspect of it, even though he was tight ends, that he was also getting more involved in the development of the running game and with the helping out with the offensive line because he was already there, right? Yeah. So he was already in place, whereas uh, Googe came in last year and, you know, he was basically just thrown right into the fire. Like, all right, you're in charge. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, but what was a week like was there bye week, whatever that was. So it was, it was around mid season. Yeah. Um, so we got a football game this weekend, Jordan, and I'm kind of excited for it. Preseason football first time since 2019, kind of bizarre. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're having trouble. We're, I guess we're having a little bit of trouble right now without saying that we're having trouble about talking about camp, you know, because we're not there. You know, luckily, luckily you're there, even though you're three football fields away. You know, and we're talking about guys that we're looking at for preseason. You know, my guys like Corey Clement and Dante Pettis, but still, how much of these guys going to play like the, during the first preseason game? So, who is like a player that you're watching for uh, for this Jets game, even if they're like uh, you know a no name player? Maybe we don't even know about them, but who you kind of keep an eye on for this uh, this Saturday? I mean, it's, it's it sounds like I'm making up a name here, but Cole Hikatini. Yes, he's I been swear. everywhere. Everywhere. I swear he's on the roster right now. He's probably their third tight end because <laughs> Kyle Rudolph is injured. Like if he, he is probably going to make the team, but barring them going out and getting some tight ends or something. Uh, so I'll be interested to see him play because honestly, I know I knew I started to have to look it up yesterday. And I even forget where he uh, went to school again. Oh, North NC state only because I looked it up this morning and he's from Sacramento, California. I just looked at his name on the roster because, I mean, I literally, I did not know anything about Cole Hikatini. And for the first couple of days of camp, I was like, oh, my God, this might be one of the worst guys on the field. But he actually has played really well lately, and he's done a lot of good things, and he's slipping in with the ones at times. So he's definitely a player I'm watching. I would love to see Xavier McKinney play. I don't know how much he's going to play. Look, the judge said it, his, the way that he's going to approach his third, uh, sorry, first preseason game is basically like it's the usual fourth preseason game. Right. So that means, like, nobody's going to play much in regards to the real players. It's going to be a lot of really young guys. So we're going to see, like, Brett Heggie or, like, a guy like that, or you know, Kyle Murphy play, like, literally 40 snaps on offense. Like, that's yep. what you're going to be watching. But I would love to see if Xavier McKinney plays a little bit because he's a guy I think needs playing time because he didn't play a ton last year. He's basically he's a rookie. still young. But he's going to play a big role on this team because you see them running a lot of stuff with three safeties. So he's a guy that really, really intrigues me this this summer. Darius Williams, another one. Mm. I'm usually the one to pump the brakes on the young guys because I think the hype is usually stupid. And it's like, oh, Darius Williams went in because Adoree Jackson got the day off, you know, he and and this guy didn't play. So they just they had to put someone in there. And But no, you know what? He actually did, went in there, played well when he got a first team reps. Did held it look like he totally belonged and has really done a nice job throughout camp. So he's a guy I really do. I, I really think the optimism on him is kind of warranted. Now, who knows how it kind of translates to like real football on the field and games. And, you know, when you get to play with the first team, it's like a completely step up. Like remember Matt Lacoste a couple of years back, Matt Lacoste was oh, yeah. like the best practice training camp player <laughs> ever. And it never just seemed to translate. 
part mostly because of injury, but like that happens with guys. But I'm very intrigued to see Radarius Williams play as well. Yeah, it's you know, when he first got drafted, it's like, okay, I was like, I like the player, but there's so much like people ahead of him on the cornerback spot. So it's cool to see him. I mean, he's 25, 26 years old. It's, yep. I, I still, it's like, it's like the dude has three or four years just missing from his resume somehow. Yeah, you look at him and like Adora Jackson are like almost the same age. Um, yeah, I mean, he's older than his brother, who's in his like third or fourth year in the league. Which is just, <laughs> I mean, that's just wild. I, yeah. It's like, how? How did that happen? Where did yeah. those years go for this guy? We, you know what? We usually like pride ourselves on finding the details that no one cares about. And we didn't find out why he's that much older and still in college. That's a story. Isn't that a story? I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely something that needs to be figured out. Like, I got to calculate the years. Like, what did you do when you were 17 to 23? It's like, a lot of kids get held back at like they do an extra year of kindergarten. I don't want to say that's for Darius. Well, Wolf, you know what? We're going to figure out by, uh, by end of the week. He pulled a Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I did the, you know, the real in-depth, you know, uh, reporter look by Googling it, but uh, I didn't come up with anything originally. And I, I kind of <laughs> stopped there. I haven't gotten to the point where I need the big Verdarius Williams story yet. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, that Google is going to my thing. I'm not going to message him and ask him like, Hey, why are you so old at this point? Like did you, <laughs> what, what grades did you get held back in? Here's one, another rookie. Now I may have just totally missed this the past few days. Cause we've been, you know, running around like crazy. Why isn't Kadarius Tony like a full participant in practice at this point or playing in this Jets preseason game? Because I thought he was like, he was ramping back and he was back. Like what? Is yeah. It this just, dude is the mystery man, man. You know, like, is it an injury like, they like have not disclosed? Like, is it or just rest or what? I think at this point he might either a not be in great shape or b be banged up. I don't really, I don't know for fact though. It is kind of strange that like, you know, Joe judge said yesterday, like, it's part of his workload management, but the dude didn't do anything the day before the, the, the scrimmage. So like, what do you got to workload management? The guy who's by the way, what? 21 years old, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but you never know. Like who know? we don't know what COVID did to his body either. Right. Like there's just so many unknowns. It's like his, all I have to say about Kadarius Tony at this point is it has been a strange start to his giants career. Like things you just never see before. Uh, I mean, I have never, ever heard of a guy not showing up for OTAs because of the contract. Like, that's just unheard of. I mean, they sign a waiver. It's just – it's never been a thing. There's been thousands and thousands of guys who have showed up to OTAs because basically OTAs is you're learning where the bathroom is in this building behind me. You're learning where the cafeteria is. You're learning the basics of the offense. So it's important for these guys. Yeah. So for him not to have that, I mean – it's, it's a big deal I, that kind of flew under the radar. I mean, and then, you know, he had the shoe thing. He had a family emergency. There was just so many things. He was never on the field. And now this just seems to be a continuation of it. Now, I'm not going to say it's a problem because I was here when Odell basically did nothing. I'm not saying he's Odell. Let me, let's get that straight to start. But Odell like, basically did nothing like his first, like, four months here. Yeah. And then went on the field and had the greatest rookie season I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he had what was it, 1,310 yards and uh, 12 touchdowns in 12 games without yep. stepping on the field for, like, months, which is crazy. So who knows? I, I, I doubt Kadarius Tony's going to even approach that, but who knows? He could go out there and once his regular season comes on, they throw him in there and he could, he could kill it. Who knows? But it, it has been a strange, strange start. You know, the entire Giants rookie class, Bobby and Justin, 
you look at it and you're like, this is not a great start because you got no. Kadarius Tony with all the things I just mentioned. Okay, Aziz is he's been out there for the most part. He's been playing, so that's good. Uh, third round, Aaron Robinson, core muscle surgery. You haven't seen him at all this summer. Is he Ellison not coming Smith, back? Like, is he not going to be ready for week one, Aaron Robinson? Like, what's the deal with him? I mean, I would assume he's going to be back in the next few weeks, but that's a position that's hard to ramp up for. He's so right. far behind. I can't imagine you're going to see him be, you know, like, first of all, one of the hardest positions to translate and come in and be good as a rookie is cornerback. Right. I can't see him coming in and making an impact early in the season. It seems point. like they're prepping for that with Love playing the corner, too. Yeah, I mean, they're going to use a lot of different packages. Starday Holmes is going to be the slot guy. Uh, Love will be, you know, certain packages. That's my take on it. But then you got fourth-round pick Ellerson Smith. He hasn't yeah. done anything either. Fifth-round pick uh, Gary Brightwell. He's been sidelined recently now with, with some kind of leg injury. I mean, so really, what, it's, how much are they going to get from these rookies early in the year is, is a big question that you look at this team right now. I'll be hard pressed to tell you that I'm very confident that you're going to get a lot from, from, from some of those guys, considering how little they've been on the field. Yeah. And I, I, part of me thinks that they anticipated that, you know, the fact that you pick Aaron Robinson, when you already have Darnay Holmes, you know, maybe, you know, Kadarius Tony is the guy that you would want to kind of contribute right away, but you know, Ellerson Smith, that's even seems like a lux, not a luxury pick because the giants definitely do need edge help. Yeah. But when you look at him as he a didn't player play last year, Right. When you look at him as a player, he was a developmental player before he even took the year right. off. Also, considering that the Giants have 10 picks next year, that I feel like their draft mentality and their free agent mentality was the complete opposite. But I kind of like that because their free agent mentality was aggressive. And then their draft mentality was let's gain capital and let's you know continue to build there. Another yeah, that's good team building. Yeah. Another sure. another mystery man um, uh, besides just this, this general draft class. It is Kyle Rudolph. And. And we're getting to a point where we want to start ramping up for the season and we want to start seeing, you know, hey, how exactly is this offense going to operate? Is it realistic to actually have two tight ends here to fully get them involved in the passing game? Or is Kyle Rudolph just going to be a really expensive blocking tight end and just be a better version of Caden Smith last year where he played basically 50% of snaps? So where this mystery man, Kyle Rudolph, do you know what his timeline, his timetable and what's going on with him? Coming into training camp, uh, the way it was presented to me was it was like, okay, 50-50 on whether he'll be back and get re be ready for week one. Uh, having not seen him on the field, I mean, he basically looks like a coach. He's out there. He's like dressed like a coach, holding a piece of paper like a coach. I, 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 we don't see him do anything, like literally nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to believe that week one is realistic for him at this point. It's getting really, really hard. When, when I, what I was told about Saquon was like, the Cleveland joint practice week, like he had to kind of get back on the field around then to be able to ramp up and get ready for week one. Like that was kind of like the realistic time period. So like maybe if Kyle Rudolph gets on the field, like ASAP, like the beginning of next week, there's a slim chance. But after that, I mean, we're looking at a little bit longer now. Uh, they say there's nothing overly serious. Like there's no like, second setback or another surgery or anything, but uh, I don't know. We just got to wait and see. We haven't seen him do anything either, uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on him being ready for week one. I mean, just when you haven't seen a guy, we're now, we're now, we had a month, we had a month from the season over. We're pretty close, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, what do we, have? I was so, yeah, the, today's the 12th and then the September 12th is going to be the home opener. Yeah. Yeah. One month. Yeah. We were so, so focused yeah. on Saquon. 
that is like once Saquon came back, it's like, okay, now what's the deal with Kyle Rudolph? And like you said, it's it, it doesn't seem like there's a, a real timetable to bring him back. Yes, yeah, Saquon you, was like working on the backfield and you could see him running and doing stuff every day. You're just not seeing that with Kyle Rudolph right. yet. So right. that seems to be the progression here with the way they're working this camp and the injured guys. Like you have to get back. You do work on the back. You see them do, you know, running sprints and doing stuff. And and then eventually they work their way back. They get their pads on and, you know, they get a jersey on and then they get back to practice. But Rudolph, no jersey, no running, uh, no working with the other injured guys. I mean, I'm sure he's doing stuff in the building at other times during the day. I mean, his rehab, I, I would hope it's not nothing at this point. That would be a real problem. Are you guys and gals of the of the beautiful Giants beat going to be making your way out to Cleveland and New England for the joint practices that they're going to be doing? I am actually not going to Cleveland. I know most of the other people are. Uh, that's We don't really do away preseason games, but I am going to go beautiful to city. New England. Beautiful What's city. What's that? Yeah. So it's a beautiful city, I've heard. <laughs> Cleveland? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not that, that bad. I, I, I know you're saying it sarcastically. I'm not, I'm not down on Cleveland. Okay, well, I was hoping you would be down on Cleveland. Well, you um, just you just you just alienated all your Cleveland listeners. I did that yeah. many years ago when I threatened to fight Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so guy. that that happened <laughs> that happened a long time ago. Um, is that when he is that when he made the comment about Daniel Jones? Yes, and then they tried to play say it was out of context when it wasn't out of context. Um, <laughs> so, um, Jordan, we appreciate you. Where can people find you? Besides on, you know, the, the mothership of ESPN, anything in the pipeline you want to uh, tell people to look out for? Where, where can people see your stuff? Yeah, give us a scoop. Give us give us something on the Jordan run on scoop wise. I also missed the fashion updates. I told you this in person yesterday, but I miss I miss giving the fashion updates on behalf of you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can always find me on Twitter's a cesspool, but I'm there. <laughs> uh, you, if you comment, I've it's definitely debatable whether I ever see it. Uh Instagram, if you want to DM me, I can, you could always find me. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to build up a TikTok something. So yeah. I'm yeah, trying. Your TikToks di- have been a hit. Usually yeah. I'm trying like different Twitter things. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I, my daughter has been away at Sleepaway Camp, and she is my editorial director. So I'm looking forward to getting that back because I'm not a very smart guy. And <laughs> I need, like, you know, input from a 10-year-old to be able to, like, edit some of these videos and stuff that I've been trying to do. And it's just like turned into a waste of my time and i'm like crap i just put so much time into making a, like a 15 second tiktok video it's like what did i just do like i mean <laughs> so, uh hope hopefully we'll be pumping out more tiktok videos uh so follow there jordan ron on espn there and instagram and of course espn.com that's where the money i make my money at yeah espn all right jordan thanks again for coming on we'll uh we'll definitely talk soon Anytime. When when are we going to see you guys? Like, are you are you guys going to be at more games? I mean, I'm can, coming up can, for the you, Philly game. Are you, you going to infiltrate the media core at some point? I mean, like Tampa. What do you guys? I, I'm thinking about make. It's Monday Night Football. Will you, you, so for that a Monday Night Football game? Will you be there the Sunday before? Oh, of course, definitely, definitely. Mm, I can maybe you know chum it up with you, blue check scum. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and down in Tampa, and I, I think. We might have said this on the last podcast, but Tampa always brings out the worst in people. So that's the side of you guys I want to see. So maybe Tampa Sunday night will do something. Well, you know, road trips, road trips can get a little ugly. So, you know, that that's that's where that's where I thrive. So we're good. You know, you know, I'll tell you the best thing about Monday night games on the road is you're in a hotel. And for people like me and a lot of the guys in the media room, 
your kids aren't there in the morning mm. and it's super dark and you could literally you have nothing to do for half the day. It's amazing. So you can go out that Sunday night and have a good time. You really have all Monday morning just to sleep and sit in bed and do nothing, which is right. amazing. So we have it on tape right now that if you say to Bobby Skinner, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to do anything Sunday night, we are going to replay this and send it to you and say, well, you said that that's the time to go out. So there you go. You, you you're, not, have... you're not going to get that from me. I'm not, I'm oh. not that guy. Yes. All right, good guy. stuff. All right, man, I'm, not the, I'm not the 8 o'clock go-to-bed guy. All right. Well, I Justin am. is. I so, am 100%. You know, we record at 7 o'clock. And he's... <laughs> yep. All right. All we right, appreciate fellas. you, man. Thanks again. Do it again soon. All right. Thank you so much to Jordan Ronan of ESPN for coming on. And Bobby Skinner, before we talk about a little bit of a Jets preview slash kind of just celebrate Giants football being back, we got to talk about Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players, they strike out with a base. So do the best golfers, sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you're, so if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com slash world right now with Roman. You get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the policy privacy of your home, a U.S. licensed healthcare provider. They'll work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. It ships to you free with two-day shipping. That is very, very fast. The whole process is straightforward and discreet, all from the comfort of your home. That's my favorite part about the Roman process. You don't have to leave your home to get some ED help and some professional help, might I add it to. Nothing sketch, nothing sketch about it. Go. Danny King uses it. He does. He was he actually was talking to me about it yesterday. Danny King, uh, Danny King was talking to some ladies yesterday. Danny King's a ladies man. Danny King is a ladies man. He had some, you know, women in the DMs. And I asked him what the weather was in Afghanistan. And I don't think anyone understood the nope. joke besides me and you. And you probably didn't think it was funny, but I did. And that's all that matters to me. You know, sometimes I don't really laugh that much when I'm on air because I'm just thinking about things. And what I'm thinking about right now, I'm thinking about Roman. I want you to go to getroman.com slash John Boy, right now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash John Boy. Make sure you go to that link. John get, Boy. GetRoman.com slash John Boy. Get started now. Save $15 off your first month of treatment. And John thank Boy. you, Roman. Yeah, that's a really nice. I'm sure somebody knitted that. That's really nice. We should screw it up. All right. <clears throat> Thanks again, uh, Jordan Renan. Going to do a light preview of the Jets preseason game. So we're yes. essentially going to do our two players to watch each one offensive, one defensive. Maybe next week it's, we'll, we'll, we'll spend a little more time on it. Yeah, because, you know, really, we don't know that much about well, no, basically <laughs> the players on the Giants that are kind of going to be playing. Like we know some Saturday. that aren't. Yeah. But, you know, he says he's going to treat it like the final preseason game. So, but the offensive line, he was non-committal on because they are thin with numbers right, right now and they're very young. So I could see some, I could see someone from that group playing, but like I said, we don't know who, who they expect to play, right. but we're going to, we're going to talk about some guys who I would fully expect to play. Mm -hmm. um, and first, and this is no, this is, you've known this one because I think I've said like 10 times over the off season, my first guy to watch for the preseason, Kyle Murphy. I, 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 it feels good to finally say it on the one. I'm just pumped for the preseason game. Like I'm, I've been so like lost in the draft and the um, fan fest 
that I'm, I forgot, like I'm hyped up for the first preseason game. I don't care if the starters aren't going to play, but Kyle Murphy, because Kyle Murphy would have been in that first episode last year and we never got it. So we have nothing on Kyle Murphy. We have no opinion on Kyle Murphy. And honestly, it, I like what I saw out of him, Rhode Island. Not, you know, not like a, oh, you know, he's, this guy's going to be good. But it's like, I just want to see what he looks like against NFL players. Because yep. he played, you know, he played at Rhode Island, so he didn't play against the best competition. So like, I want to see what he looks like. And he's someone who has taken snaps at every single position on the offensive line at Rhode Island. He played left tackle, right tackle, both guards, and center in some of those games. And even yesterday when Brett Heggie, um, you know, got banged up a little bit, and now he came back in the practice later, Kyle Murphy was practicing snaps. We, you know, and I, I just, I'm drawing. It, it just reminds me of Nick Gates, and I'm not saying he's going to yeah. turn out the Nick Gates, but Nick Gates was a nobody going into the 2019 preseason, and he made a name for himself in preseason. That's how he got on our radar. In fact, Danny King was the one say, "Hey, this Nick Gates, he played good in that first preseason game. Like, he's my guy to watch for this yeah. for this Bears preseason game." So Kyle Murphy out of Rhode Island, like I'm so excited to see him go up against NFL defensive linemen. I don't care if they're backups. I'm excited to see him go against these NFL D linemen. Yeah, the last time that we had somebody who was undrafted that the Giants kept around because they kept Kyle Murphy around. They kept Nick Gates They even around. added him to the active roster yeah. at some point last year, which tells me like teams were probably snooping around to poach him from the practice yeah. squad. So you know, the last guy that the this, uh, like I said, it's not – not meaning that this guy is going to turn into Nick Gates, but the last time the Giants had a guy that they kept around like this, who was undrafted, turned into Nick Gates. So, you know, rooting for Kyle Murphy and just excited to see him on tape and on film, you know, because I, I frankly, I've never, I've never seen anything on, on film and on tape. So I, I mean, I still like he, he has good pass sets. Like he's got good footwork. It's just, can he do it at the NFL level? So I, yeah. I'm extremely excited to see what Kyle Murphy is like, you know, now, especially since they don't give you all 22 after the preseason games, it is kind of hard to watch like individual players, especially on the interior offensive line. But that is my guarantee. Like there's not many players that I'll watch every single snap of just them. Yep. Kyle Murphy. I, on Sunday, I will watch every single snap of, of Kyle Murphy before we record our episode. There you go. All right. I'll stay on the offensive side of the ball. My guy's Corey Clement, you know, basic running back spot, you know, skill position spot. And I know I'm not going one of the wide receivers. I'm sorry, but, Knowing what we know about Saquon Barkley and you know how he's going to possibly be eased back, and you know Devonte Booker, you know, uh, I can see a world where Corey Clement could possibly be a <laughs> a better backup running back option because he's more of a diverse running back. Where I feel like Devonte Booker is maybe just a better runner, but Corey Clement, you know, he has the special teams background and. He also has the pedigree of making some big plays too. He's a receiving and, threat. I mean, in an important look at the game. Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, you know, in an important game, he made some big plays. And he has been one of the guys that the people on the beat have said, he, you know, this guy looks good. This guy looks good. He's getting reps here. He's getting reps there. So Gary Brightwell, you know, Jordan Ronan already kind of talked about Gary Brightwell's been struggling with an injury. Not sure if there are other guys on this Giants roster that they have. There's probably like two or three other bottom of the barrel running backs that aren't going to make the team. But Corey Clement should get a decent amount of snaps. I certainly hope so. And I'm excited to see how he looks. Yeah. Like a guy like Mike Weber will get a lot of, uh, of run. Probably. I think even Elijah Penny might get a little bit of tailback. Yeah, reps. They, like they've been giving him yeah. some handoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the fullbacks always play like the full preseason, game. even though they hit, well, I guess they do have two fullbacks with Colin Gillespie too, yep. who had a great shirt toss at the end of the event. Mm. Like it was a, a three sixty 
like toss into the crowd. And speaking of of him, they have the it's Wednesday, my dudes, which reminds me of it's Earth Day, my dudes. There by you Colin go. Glassview. So yeah, Corey Clement, like, like if you're looking for a backup to Saquon, he might like if Saquon's like like you know getting eighty percent of the reps, he might be a better option than Booker because Clement like excels in the receiving game, where Booker's just type that like if like if Saquon were to go down. Booker is the guy we want to give those reps yeah. where Clement, like he can add more as a receiver. And I do remember having the same conversations about Dion Lewis compared to Wayne Gallman last year. So we'll, we'll see. And, yeah. and Dion Lewis was pretty disappointing in his role, even though he did have some good receiving plays, but um, Corey Clement. All right. My defender, and this guy better play a ton. Like I, I'm going to be pissed if he ends up being like the guy sitting Carter Coffin. Mm. We have never seen him play the inside linebacker spot. And, you know, you know what? I'm not going to bring it Ryan Connolly. And I, I remember that first preseason game. Yeah. We've been like, man, Connolly, like, you know, sometimes he takes unnecessary risks and will, uh, you know, overplay a play or, or, you know, get washed up because he, you know, he was a little too aggressive. But it's like, I like seeing that. I like seeing that. I want to see him grow in that. Carter Coughlin, he is aggressive. And I'm excited to see him play a brand new position. Like, we know he's – and if he's good at this position, he's someone who has been – like. He was like the top one of the top sack guys in the Big Ten yep. coming out. You know, it was just like he just doesn't have the frame to play that NFL edge spot. Yeah. Like he had more pass rush moves than some of these guys. So you put him and he can figure out that inside linebacker spot. And then you can put like he could embarrass dudes. Like he embarrassed Ray Sean Slater a couple times in their college matchup. You put him up against guards and centers, like he can be like I I'm I'm excited to see how Carter Coughlin looks. Maybe he's never gonna be the every down inside linebacker type. But to come in and, and play some reps, I'm excited to see what Carter Coffin looks like out there. I want to know, is he playing with instincts and aggressive? Maybe. And I, I'm okay if he makes a few mistakes. But I want him to play that way instead. Of, but I, what I don't want to see out of him is sit, sit, read, 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 take a block. Yep. And sit, get washed out. Play, yeah. my, play, my, play my gap. Yep. I may make a tackle, but it's five, six yards down the field. I want to see him make some mistakes, but be aggressive making those mistakes. Yep. If you make a mistake, make it at 110 miles per hour. Yep. Don't make it going five under. And apparently, you know, this was news to me. He was drafted last year to be the off-ball interior linebacker. Shout out Zach Rosenbach for getting that. I, you know, I, it was the the draft heads that said, "Oh, this guy might transition better to interior linebacker." And granted, I didn't believe them because you look at the production and then also the film of what he did when he was in college. And it's like, yeah, this dude, this dude's an edge rusher. Like he has the production. He has the pedigree here. Why change a good thing? But, you know, I guess the draft heads, they're right for once. So excited to see Carter Coughlin. And I called him the poor man, Zach Bond. And so did our friend KSI. Hmm. I, 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 or yeah. how it goes. And he has to kind of make the position transition because the edge room is crowded, but not in a sense where we're, extremely happy with the names that are there it's it's crowded because the guys that are in the that are it's crowded because they're all like at that same level yeah yeah size so, and like don't have huge expectations except right. for aziz ojalari right so speaking of the edge room my guy to kind of watch out for is nico lelos now again we don't really know a ton about the bottom of the barrel guys in the roster but nico lelos while the edge room this training camp has been almost like musical chairs so what's crazy is when are, we in the offseason when we would list eight edge guys we would never even said Nico Lelos. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, maybe we need to start saying Nico right. Lelos. You know, because I, I feel like so far this training camp, there's been musical chairs of, okay, Aziz is missing practice today. Lorenzo oh. Carter's missing practice today. 
Um, Afedi's missing practice this day. O'Shane Zimenez is missing practice this day. I feel like all of them have alternated of practicing and not practicing. And Nico Lelos has been getting run with the first team. Now he's not, I don't think he's a starter, but the no. fact that so many guys have been hurt, he has been getting reps with the first team. He could be a guy that because Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez, and all these guys are sitting that he gets, you know, maybe a couple series and then he's taken out, or I could see him playing for most of the game because the giants just need edge rushers or they just want to see what Nico Lelos is all about. So I'm excited to see what he can do and getting consistent reps. Cause we saw what he can do last year. Miranda, I don't know if he kind of jumped off the screen in any kind of way as a pass rusher, but he jumped off the screen in regards to he forced turnovers in consecutive weeks, but I want to see him, you know, against lackluster competition, you know, beat a tackle off the edge, you know, make some, make some moves and make some guys look silly. Nico Lelos is my defensive player to watch. Nico Lelos. I, you know, what's crazy about Nico is that Cincinnati game, like he was like, he like won reps against it. Now they have, yeah. if, they had a bad was, one. <laughs> if there was one offensive line in the NFL where I would be like, oh, I would definitely not trade for that one. It would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Like I would not trade the Giants offensive line for theirs. Yep. Yeah. Um, before we go, rest in peace, RJ McIntosh. Tough. How it you, sucks that doing? I couldn't spend time like, being bothered by that because it happened while we we're at Fan Fest. He got claimed by the Saints. You know what happened? He got claimed right by the, away by the. <sighs> Every time I come to New York, a guy who I don't think should be cut gets cut and then claimed by the Saints. Do you really want to make Every him? single time that ha- this happened. Do you really? I can't. I just put it together. Every time I come to, I'm never coming. You talk about me not coming to New York. I'm never coming to New York again because next time I come to New York, Nick Gates is going to be on the Saints. I'm never coming to New York. It's funny how both guys. I'm doing my corny radio stuff, and I think it's because we're in a studio. Yeah, you're what is going on with you right now? But that it's funny how both guys because I realized it live on the podcast. And now it's and I bet you he'll be good for them, too. Both guys that got cut from the Giants that Bobby's referring to. I don't even know if you should name them. I mean, you're going to know. You can say Janoris Jenkins. It's fine. You don't think you should have got cut. That's a that's that's quite the. Oh, that might have been one of my strongest like going against what the majority was saying takes yeah like i was livid that day that they cut him both guys went to the saints does that say something yeah eli apple went to the saints maybe yeah. they just love former giants they do but that's they had grant haley on their team for a little while oh, wow but I something mean, going on that, that bothers me all right <laughs> I like action. So I said I didn't have time to get bothered by it. Now not, I'm bothered not, by it. You found it. Like I'm not even like in a joking manner. Like you I'm, found it, bud. I'm never coming back to New York. So next time you see me, I'll be in Florida. So it'll be good to be back. Canceled the Eagle game. We appreciate you guys. We really do appreciate you guys. Thank you for making this week possible. Yep. This doesn't happen without you guys. Um, you know, if we were some dumbass show that doesn't gain any listeners. We don't get to do this. Like, it's not just because, like, oh, you work with John with me to get to do stuff. Like this. No. no, like, no, we had the proof that we had you guys behind us. And we were nervous to see how it looked. And we had people from the company there, and they saw it. So, uh, seriously, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. We will see you um, actually Monday. We're Monday. recording Monday for the, the, the recap of the Jets preseason. No game. PPP on Monday. No, PPP will be on Tuesday. So, we'll be recapping um, the Jets preseason game which feels really good to say uh, on Monday, um, you know, follow along with all our, our videos and stuff. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Enjoy the Jets game. But until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>